Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about enriching our lives through practical spirituality, self love, and of course, the tarot. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Thanks for tuning into this episode today. First off, I want to just thank you guys so much for leaving your amazing reviews and ratings for the show on iTunes. It's really helpful for me to get that feedback and to kind of hear back from you guys. So I really appreciate it. And today I just want to share with you guys a review from a Dana Pod listener who said, I'm glad I discovered this podcast just as it's getting off the ground. Gretchen's messages of self-love are refreshing and energizing, as is her delivery. My favorite so far is the Queen of Swords episode, but all of them will probably be worth a second listen. Thank you. Thank you, Dana, for your kind words. And I appreciate everyone who has been supporting me through the show. And I appreciate everyone who's been supporting me as the show keeps gaining momentum. And if you guys feel called to do so, please feel free to leave me your feedback in the reviews. I'd love to hear more of your thoughts and see how I can make this show an even better experience for you. Okay, so on to the show. Today, we get to talk about magic. And I'm so excited. And the type of magic we're going to be talking about today is of the magic that exists within us, around us, and is happening all the damn time. The first thing I want to establish here is this. Life is supposed to be magical, period. We can find evidence of this everywhere. We have just been so set on seeing things in a particular way that we've been overlooking the magic that is just surrounding us and happening around us all the time through things like joy and happiness and wonder. And if you're familiar with A Course of Miracles, there's a line in there that says miracles are natural. And we can say the same exact thing for magic. Magic is natural. Magic is a natural occurrence for us. We never have to make things more magical or make magic happen. Magic is natural and is our birthright. So what's your personal definition of magic? For me, in my life, I believe magic is simply the awareness of how much life is working for us, which means magic is in this warm cup of coffee I have with me. It also means magic is in the fact that my windshield warmers are successfully defrosting my windshield when it's 6.30 a.m. and I'm trying to get to work on time. That's magic. Magic is just the simple awareness of how life is working for us. That's it. It's that simple. It doesn't need to be this fancy schmancy, um, you know, transformation, turn a rat into a cup sort of Harry Potter magic. Although it can feel like that. But I believe the magic is in the ordinary moments of our lives. Magic is present in the ordinary basic moments of our lives just as much as it's present in the bigger ways that we might normally notice them in. For example, you're thinking of a song and all of a sudden it starts playing on the radio seconds later. 
or you win the lottery randomly, or you were thinking about calling someone and then right that second, that person ends up calling you. And here's the thing. These things are happening on the same level as the little basic ordinary things that go unnoticed by us on a regular basis, which means Our coffee machine working perfectly in the morning has the same exact magical essence as winning the lottery. We have the capacity to look upon the little things and realize how big and amazing they actually are. For example, just being able to wake up in the morning to the realization that you are on this earth for another beautiful day and you're able to see the sunrise one more time How marvelous is that? And it's like you hear about this stuff all the time with people with near-death experiences. And I believe they're masters at this. Masters at being able to see the magic in the ordinary moments of our lives. Every moment that they wake up and they see the sun and they feel blessed to be here for another day, they treat that in the same respect as if they had won the lottery or won a million bucks. And I believe every moment we have, we have the capacity to fully, completely feel how amazing it is to just be breathing, to be alive, to be here listening to music or listening to a podcast or being able to laugh with your friends or your daughter or your children, your puppies and (laughs) just being able to be here. It's amazing. It's an amazing experience. Every moment can be a delicious treat for you to enjoy. And, you know, I've been inspired, so inspired to live this way because it feels so good to constantly be searching and looking and being open to seeing all the amazing things that are happening right now in the present moment. Part of me wants to just take this whole thing to an extreme and see what happens. Like, what would it be like if I responded to these moments in life as if each one is meant to be savored? It's like having dessert all the time. And like I said in my previous episode, I love saying to myself when I'm in the right mood to, but I love saying to myself, I am living my dream life right now. I am living the dream. And I love letting that be my emotional experience, regardless of my external circumstance. We don't have to wait until we have the super successful business or the dream car or the perfect income in order to be able to say that to ourselves. So the more you are willing to enjoy the magic that is available within each moment right now, the more magical experiences you will have. For example, when I get into that state of blissful appreciation, that's like putting on 2020 vision glasses that allow me to see all the magic that is moving through me and to me. And appreciation is so important. Appreciation is honestly the only drug you ever need. And I will go as far as to say that appreciation is even more important than caffeine. 
And as someone who is very attached to having her cup of coffee in the morning, that's saying a lot. Appreciation is the pathway to more magic. And I'll share this moment with you. The other day, I was drinking my coffee and getting ready for work and feeling really appreciative of just everything. And I was getting into this very blissful state. And then I paused and I asked myself, how can I bring this to the rest of my day? How can I bring more love and joy to all my interactions today with my coworkers and my patients and everyone I meet today? And with that intention, I put on those 2020 vision glasses and then randomly I stumbled upon one of the most inspiring quotes that I've seen recently. And it's a quote uh, by Yogi Bhajan that says, I want to make myself so happy that others get happy just looking at me. And ever since then, I've been remembering this quote throughout my entire day. And it's such a beautiful reminder for me of how much my happiness helps other people around me, how important it is to bring my happiness to the situation, regardless of how everyone is feeling. And there's so much magic in the moment of receiving an amazing quote like this. And it was beautiful because it was just like an ask, an intention that I had set for myself. And then there was an immediate answer. And that all stemmed from being appreciative of what was happening And it's like the appreciation is kind of like following breadcrumbs to the destination, to the magic. And allow me to share another quote that I've stumbled upon, which I believe also captures another aspect of what magic is. I'm currently reading the book, The Way of Mastery, which by the way, I really, really love this book. The way things are described in it, it's like, You know how when you read some fiction books and if it's a really good fiction book, the author describes things in such a beautiful, magical way that it inspires you to notice the details in your life in such a new way. That is how I feel when I read this book. The words that are used to describe the spiritual journey that we're all on is like a subtle form of poetry. And I'm absolutely savoring every single drop of this book and all of the joy that it's offering me now. But anyways, I digress. The quote that I want to share with you guys is, life is living you. What an incredible thought. Life is living through you. Life is being lived through you. And you just get to come along for the ride. You get to sit back and relax, and let your life unfold for the highest good. That's basically letting the magic take over. And what this does is it takes off all the pressure, it all the pressure to do this or to do that or accomplish everything on my to-do list, all of that disappears. And this has honestly been another one of my main intentions recently is shifting from this mode of making things happen to allowing things to happen. Instead of thinking I am the one living my life, which can sometimes feel like I need to control every little aspect and direction and outcome that happens in my life, you instead have this new idea 
this new way of seeing it, that life is being lived through me. And it gives off this feeling that I can trust what is being done through me. I can trust that it is in life's best interest to unfold in a way that is most satisfying to me. I don't have to manipulate or control outcomes. In fact, the more hands-off I am about life, the more it's able to carry out its marvelous plans without any ego interference. And I can relax knowing that I don't have to use force or pushing to get what I want and that I can relax and allow life to bring me all the things that I've been asking for and wanting to experience. And life in itself is magic. If you look at the very essence of these things, you'll see that they're the same. Breathing automatically is magic. Our skin regenerating when we cut ourselves is magic. Rain falling from the sky, water falling from the sky, first of all, and being able to nourish all the flowers and plants and trees on the ground is magic. And we have the honor of experiencing it and watching it happen all of the time. When I think of living a life of magic, I don't know about you, but I automatically think of Harry Potter and how much of a magical experience that entire world is. And I think we're so amazed by the Harry Potter world because in that world, we are able to recognize how divinely magnificent everything is. As in, we get to look upon the world like a child. And when we look at things from the viewpoint of a child, we don't have the perspective of society, which tends to look at things with a more critical or cynical or harsh lens. It's like when Harry Potter and his friends first visit Hogwarts and they see the stairs moving for the first time, right? Like the staircases completely shift into a different set of stairs and it looks completely insane. When Harry Potter and his friends first see this, they are in complete awe and just in complete shock by the entire thing. And they're just amazed. And then you see these older students and the professors just walking around, seeing the same exact thing. However, they are nowhere near the active level of appreciation and awe of the newer students. Because they have been conditioned already. They're used to seeing the stairs move like that every single day. And to them, it's no longer impressive or cool. It's just this ordinary part of their experience. And there's nothing interesting about it. But to any new person that enters Hogwarts, it's like a world of possibilities are before them. And this kind of reminds me of a particular interpretation of the Seven of Cups in which you see the figure standing in front of those cups with all the cool different things inside. You see jewelry, you see like a lizard, you see a woman, all these different things. And there's just so much excitement and wonder in the card and just this new world of possibilities are before this figure. And I think that is the trick to living a life of magic. It's to become a little kid again and to see the world as this big, exciting field of possibilities. 
And also, it's about letting yourself be excited by the things you think are mundane. Let yourself feel blissful appreciation for the things that you see all the time. Let yourself jump outside in the rain. Let yourself praise the sky when you go outside, even if it's cloudy outside. You know, like find really tiny things to appreciate, tiny ordinary moments to appreciate. And I promise you the magic will show itself to you if you set the intention that you're willing and open to be a witness to all of the magic that is around you and to be willing to experience your life as if you were experiencing every single thing for the very first time. It's like right now, if you're listening to this podcast on your phone, you can just revel in total amazement of your phone, what it can do, how quickly it can access information. If you want to, you can do silly things like you can see how long it would take for you to drive from New York to California on Google Maps. If you want to, you can text all your family and all your friends to tell them that you're going to have an awesome party this Saturday and that you guys should come over. If you want to, you can go on YouTube and look at little cute puppies doing stupid things and instantly feel better, which is what I did today. We live in such an amazing, abundant time, and there's so much in our life that is going right. If we are going to embody a more magical perspective on life, it's time to start seeing all of the things that are working, and it's time to focus on those aspects rather than focusing on the 0.5% of things that seem like they aren't working. And here's the thing. Even the things that we believe aren't working are actually working in perfect order and is in perfect alignment with the universe and what lessons are being shown to you. For example, when I was first setting up this podcast, I had designed a cover on my phone with this app and I really liked it. It was classy, simple, and it was elegant. I was super set on having this be the cover art for my podcast. So as I was setting up the podcast to stream through iTunes, my request kept on getting rejected because of the photo size. It had to be at least um, 1,400 by 1,400 pixels and under 3,000 by 3,000 pixels, which I've memorized because those numbers have been burned into my soul because I ended up spending hours and hours trying to get this damn photo to resize so that it could fit these requirements. And it was so frustrating because it actually was within the requirements. I could see it in my documents and whenever I would hover over the photo with my mouse, it would say things like 1500 by 1500 pixels, which was totally within the range. It literally was just this damn photo that was preventing me from submitting the podcast for approval. Everything else was fine. And at some point after struggling to get it to upload properly for maybe two hours or so, I decided to try to put it on a different editing software 
and then um, to try and download the pictures from there so that maybe I could fix the resolution issue. I don't know. That's That was the only thing that came to mind. And so I went online. I found a program that could do it really simple. Um, and it was actually really easy to use. Um, and I used to use Illustrator and Photoshop, which I don't have anymore. So this was kind of like a good program to help me do the things that I would do on um, the Adobe products in general. So it was actually kind of nice to um, to discover something like that. So I got on the software. I tried to recreate the cover art that I had made on my phone. And through the process, I actually ended up creating a cover photo that I liked even better. The font was bigger. It was more defined. It was brighter. And I honestly couldn't have been happier with how it turned out. I mean, looking at what it is now and looking at what I originally wanted it to look like was such a huge improvement. And so I downloaded it and then I uploaded it onto iTunes and I thought, oh my gosh, this is it. This is going to work. But then it still wasn't working. (laughs) It was still saying Something was wrong with the size of the photo, yada, yada, yada. So then by that point, I think I had hit my boiling point and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to let this whole thing go. I'm going to close my laptop, think nothing of this, and I'll recheck this later. But at the very least, at least I had created a cover photo that I'm actually even happier with. And maybe tomorrow I can do some more investigating or try to contact someone to see what was going on. And so I closed my laptop and I just went and I think I just watched TV or did something else. And I made myself forget about it. And a part of me was like, you know, if this podcast is meant to be out there, if it's something that wants to come through me, then it'll come through me and nothing will get in its way. I am choosing to trust that whatever ends up happening or not happening will be for my highest good. So then the next day comes and I'm getting ready for the day and I'm just casually checking my email. And then I see an email from Apple with a subject line saying, your podcast has been submitted and is in review. And I'm like, what? How the hell did this happen? I didn't even remember it letting me submit the damn thing. I don't know how it even went through. But hell, at that point, I was thanking the universe on my knees for pulling its magical strings for me. And then a week later, I was searching on the app and I decided, hey, let me see if my podcast is on there. And bam, it popped up. There it was, self-love tarot with my new and improved cover photo. And I just reveled in it. And it felt so good to see that it was up there without needing me to really push things around and make it happen. And so the biggest point I wanted to make in sharing that story was even when things seem like they aren't working, know that they actually are. And that is the magic. I kept on thinking, why isn't this cover art uploading? Something's gone wrong. But no, actually, it was the universe simply rerouting me to something it knew 
I would have liked even better. It rerouted me to discover the even better cover art that I enjoyed even more. And in discovering that website um, that helped me edit the cover photo, I realized how much I missed having a software that was similar to Photoshop. So I ended up keeping my subscription to that website. And now I use that um, that editing software a lot to create some of my Instagram stuff um, for all my podcasts and what I post on my Instagram. And none of that would have ever happened if I wasn't having trouble uploading the original cover photo in the first place. You may not know how or the method behind it, but just trust that the universe is bringing you all that you need, always. It might not be immediately known by you. You might not know how it'll all work out, but things are always working out for you, even though it seems like they aren't. That is how you live with more magic. It's about absorbing the magic in every little aspect of your life and every little seemingly mundane moment of your day, even when it doesn't seem like anything special is happening. At the end of the day, you learn to trust your eyes just as much as you trust spirit. As Florence Scovel Shin said in her book, Your Word is Your Wand, I am unmoved by appearances and therefore appearances move. This is another way of saying, let life live through you and trust whatever that is flowing or not flowing is happening ultimately to serve your highest good. Don't yield to your fears, yield to life. That is what living with more magic is all about. Many of us just want to wave a wand like a witch or a wizard and just have things transform before our eyes and see what it would feel like to yield that kind of transformative power. However, I think That's one of the most enticing things about magic. I believe we are so drawn to that because the power is already within us. I believe we are drawn to it so much because we've been pushing it down and suppressing it so much that life has to give us these rich, magical stories like Harry Potter to interact with so that we can give ourselves permission to step into that power ourselves. We have the power of alchemy within us. We have the power of miracles within us. We have the power to change what our past means to us, which is also another way of saying we have the power to change the past. Transformation is our birthright. We don't have to continue to be who we were before. We don't have to continue to think the same thoughts that we once did. We don't have to continue to judge ourselves about the same old things like you're too fat, you're not talented, you're stupid, you don't do anything right. We have the power to transform all of that into love. That's the real magic. And in transforming fear to love, in transforming constriction to openness, in changing harshness to gentleness, that is how you use magic to liberate yourself from the average limited thinking of the ego mind. And to me, that's the most inspiring magic there is. Your life can be transformed into the most beautiful poem. 
even in the most basic, ordinary moments. In fact, those are the moments that offer us the most joy because we have been trained to call these moments basic and ordinary and nothing special. That's why it seems so impossible for us to see that there's so much good in it. In the Harry Potter world, there are witches and wizards who live with magical things every single day, and they too are treating magic as if it's basic and ordinary, nothing special. But both you and I know that if we were to step into that same world, we would be in awe of everything that happens. Like, whoa, I can step into the fireplace and utter a few words and have it transport me to a different location. Or I can ride a broom that flies. (laughs) Life can really start to feel spectacular if you simply ask life to show you the magic. When you feel moved to do so, you could just say, show me the magic in this situation. Show me the magic. And I promise you, with genuine curiosity and diligent application of this, you will see the magic that has been right there in front of you all along. So, what is the opposite of magic? My answer is boredom. Boredom can feel so painful and miserable. And from my personal experience of boredom, if you leave me and boredom together long enough, I'm pretty damn sure I would be so bored that I would work my way into some existential crisis or depression or something, honestly. However, boredom is only an enemy to the ego. Boredom exists on the ego level. Boredom can be so painful because our minds are like dogs. They constantly need a chew toy. A chew toy as in having a project or a problem or some sort of drama to kind of just stir around. It needs something to be working on all the time. And the mind is an absolutely brilliant problem-solving machine, but to only live in that mode of solving, 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 whatever, that's really just selling yourself short. And I think that's why we as humans have a hard time not self-sabotaging ourselves every time life is good. It's because part of us is so addicted to being occupied. I was at the mall the other day and I was waiting for a friend to finish shopping. So I just decided to sit on the bench and just do nothing. And it was so incredibly difficult. It wasn't long until I wanted to whip out my phone and start doing something productive like reading or writing something or, you know, finding someone to call. It's like we live in such busyness that we don't even know how to be still anymore, even just a couple of minutes. And that was the perfect time for me to start looking for magic. At that point, I just said, show me the magic. And I was willing and open to seeing whatever came. And I looked up and I saw the cutest freaking baby. And we just locked eyes. And it was such a beautiful moment. And then I started to people watch and I started to enjoy watching everyone's interactions. And it was fascinating. And then soon after that, my mind wandered again into this whole dialogue of how I'm bored and there's nothing to do and blah, 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 blah. 
And then I went back into the cycle until I noticed what my mind was doing. So then I went back into the mode of looking for magic and being open to magic, looking for the blessings, looking for the things to appreciate. And it takes some commitment to get yourself to keep going back to that, especially if you've been resisting against boredom your entire life like I have. It's kind of like a meditation practice. It's all about going back to the breath. Going back to the breath, the mind wanders and then you go back to the breath. The mind feels bored and wants to escape the boredom and then you go back to looking for the magic. Talking about boredom is very important because the presence of boredom can often cause us to believe things are much better over there. As in, you know, I'm bored with this job. Let me get a new one. I'm bored with this partner. It's not exciting anymore. Let me go to a new person so I can feel that excitement again. But I think there is so much value in staying inside the boredom and learning to make peace with it. Because oftentimes, another word for boredom is peace. (laughs) It's stillness. It's drama-free. And we say we want peace, really, but sometimes, most of the time, we really don't. Because when things are good, that's when our mind just wants to stir up drama and create chaos again. And I'm not trying to downplay on excitement or anything. Excitement is a good thing. But I think if we are constantly chasing the excitement, we continue to miss the point and the lesson that is being given to us. When we move from place to place to place, desperately trying to find something more exciting, more magical, or just something new, I think we miss out on exploring ourselves on a deeper level. What is life like without the constant stimulus of new things and new problems and new partners? What can the source of your excitement be then? It's kind of like being a minimalist, you know? What is life like if you don't have that constant hit of pleasure and excitement every time you buy something new and shiny? What if excitement wasn't dependent on a certain set of conditions? What if excitement was wherever you are? And with that, you stop chasing these external things and you cut all the bullshit that society feeds you, that you need this car, you need this house, you need this income, this lifestyle, in order to feel the zest and excitement and the magic of life. What would happen the next time you're in a situation in life and you started to feel boredom and instead of running away from it and trying to change something, you just sat with it. You just sat with the boredom and you didn't rush to try to fix it. And instead, you went into it. You breathed into it. You embraced it. What would happen? Would it be terribly uncomfortable? Probably. Would it be hard? Maybe. Would your mind start conjuring up stories of how you need to start moving and you need to take action and be occupied so that you don't have to sit here and contemplate life? Probably. Because it's the mind's job to solve problems. It loves to stay busy. But we are not just our minds. We are so much more than that. 
And if we want to live a life of magic, we need to learn how to live beyond our minds, beyond the limits of our ego minds. And so what are the benefits of being able to sit with boredom? You learn that you are able to stay committed to your experience. You are able to see what is waiting for you on the other side of boredom. For example, if you're bored with your current life, you're bored with your job, you're bored with your apartment, you're bored with your city, what happens if you don't submit to your knee-jerk reaction to get up and move? You get to learn that the presence of boredom doesn't mean anything has gone wrong or that anything needs to be fixed. And when you hang in there in the boredom, you realize that there are good things everywhere. There are amazing things everywhere. And that it's not the circumstances, but the perception that you have of your circumstances that make a difference in your life. And you start to no longer feel like a victim. Instead, you become a master of what's going on around you. And your willingness to sit with the discomfort of boredom is dependent on your level of commitment to it. And having a commitment can give your life a sense of direction, a sense of meaning. Being committed to anything really feels really good. How would it feel to be so committed to something that you were willing to stick around even when the excitement of it dies down and the boredom appears? Deciding to stay in the game, deciding to stay committed no matter what, that feels amazing. It feels certain. It feels grounding. For example, I've been practicing staying committed to loving myself no matter what. Sometimes when I'm editing these podcasts and I'm listening to myself ramble or I I hate the sound of my voice and that inner critic within me is just so loud. Those are the perfect opportunities to lean on my commitment to love myself even as my mind throws a fit about it. Even the parts that are painful to listen to, the parts that truly make me cringe and truly make me want to just throw it all away and just stop recording these things and just start all over again. During those painful times, each moment becomes a prayer or an intention of being willing to love myself through the experience and really setting the intention to remember the love that I already am. Sometimes I even hold my rose quartz in my hands and I squeeze it just to solidify the commitment to consciously open up myself to more love. And the other option to all of this would have been my knee-jerk reaction to just delete the entire thing and start all over again and just never publish another episode again. So you always have the option to stay committed to loving yourself no matter what, just as much as you have the option to stay committed to the magic no matter what. No matter what's going on around you, no matter if things have lost their spark or things feel boring in your current life, or if you have the urge to just run away to something new, 
stay committed to the magic that is already available to you right now. That magic isn't dependent on the physical things or what you can see with your eyes. Again, it's about training the vision, training the eyes to see it, not by using the vision of the world and the vision that society gave you, but your true 2020 spiritual vision. The second you decide to make peace with boredom, boredom will no longer feel like boredom. Your experience of boredom will be completely different. And that is the magic in action. That is the transformative nature of it. That is the magic playing with you and dancing with you and wanting to show you more if you will allow it to. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Self Love Tarot. I'm Gretchen Evangelista. And again, you can follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. And If you feel called to, again, I would love it if you would write me a review. I really appreciate all the comments and feedback and support I've already received. And I would love to know how I can make this show much better at supporting you. Anyways, I hope you guys have a fantastic week and I will talk to you later. Bye.